The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Business is changing, and new marketing avenues are opening up every day. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show that brings you the innovators and trendsetters, taking us to a new age of marketing, media, and social business strategy. Welcome to Market Edge with Glenn Engler. Get ready to hear perspectives on social media and digital marketing that will help you gain insight into the unique opportunities and challenges facing marketers and thought leaders today. Now, now, please welcome your host, a Fortune 500 industry figure in the marketing and communications world for more than 25 years and chief executive officer of Digital Influence Group, the host of Market Edge, Glenn Engler. Hi, and welcome to Market Edge. I'm your host, Glenn Engler, CEO of Digital Influence Group, a full-service digital marketing agency that helps companies unlock the social potential of their brands and amplify its impact to drive business results. Today, I'll be talking about the digital consumer decision journey with David Edelman, partner and co-leader of the global digital marketing strategy practice at McKinsey & Company, a global management consulting firm and trusted advisor to the world's leading businesses, governments, and institutions. David's work focuses on helping marketing executives manage the strategy, organization, and infrastructure transformation required to become digital leaders. He has worked with companies around the globe over the past 20 years covering channel strategy, database marketing, online media, and brand strategy. His client experience spans across technology, retail, travel, and financial services. Prior to joining McKinsey in 2008, David led the strategy and analysis practice at Digitas. Before then, he was a partner with the Boston Consulting Group, where he built their segment of one marketing and e-commerce practices. Dave has published articles on topics around digital marketing, brand management, and marketing segmentation, and is a frequent speaker at marketing, digital, and advertising forums, included, including those hosted by the CMO Council, ANA, ITSMA, OMA, NAPR, and the Conference Board. You can connect with David on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash David Edelman. It's great to have you on Market Edge, David. Welcome. Thank you, Glenn. It's great to be here. Wow, quite an intro. Thanks a lot. (laughs) So for our listeners who may not be completely familiar with McKinsey and company, can you provide a quick overview of the organization? Sure. McKinsey is a global management consultancy, and we work with executives, helping them navigate through various challenges in many different parts of their business, not just marketing. We're a full-line consultancy working on strategy in areas ranging from operations, organization, corporate finance, and of course, marketing and sales, which is where my practice is focused. We help them figure out challenges that really can't be solved without a fresh look at how to attack an issue, but also help them reap the benefits of latent opportunities, new businesses they can get into, new markets to explore. And so we work with them on a pretty broad range of issues. So on a side note, in prior life when I was in management consulting, we always uh, looked at McKinsey and uh, always the best of the best was at McKinsey. So it's truly an amazing brand. 
um, and an amazing track record. So a question for you, uh, if I file under inquiring minds want to know, but what does the head of the global digital marketing strategy practice at McKinsey do? What are some of your day-to-day -day responsibilities? Sure. Um, so especially given that we have such a broad firm with many different partners working with many different clients on a variety of things, a big part of what I do is supporting our network of partners and clients as issues come up for our clients in the digital marketing space. So a big part of my time is either in person, on the phone, or through video conference, working with executives, often when we're first starting talking with them, to really help refine what are the challenges and issues that they face, and then figuring out how we can help them. Big chunk of my time is then actually working with clients on a day-to-day -day basis to actually create a transformation program and help them address a lot of the issues that they have. I also help cultivate our talent. A uh, big part of what McKinsey offers to clients is a talent base of folks with experience in this area. And so designing our own relationships with outside parties that help us get training, thinking about the people within our practice who we're trying to help get deeper into the material. And then, of course, I'm also externally facing doing things like this in terms of speaking and writing and helping to get the message out. Well, it sounds like the brain never never rests, which isn't a surprise since I've known you for a while. Um, and are, you, are the clients typically at the chief marketing officer level, or who's the typical client? What's interesting about the, what we've been doing in digital media is originally it started with the chief marketing officer who was going through a transition that I call the 5 to 50. When 5% of their spend is in digital, they can just have an agency do stuff. As it starts to move to 50, it becomes a much more complicated set of issues that involve changes in their overall go-to-market strategy, their organization structure, processes, talent. And so the chief marketing officer, in order to navigate that transition, originally was the main client bringing us in. Now, however, we're seeing a broader range of folks in the executive suite asking us to come in and talk with them because digital and social has become, in general, an executive suite issue. So we're seeing CEOs or CIOs, often presidents of businesses, saying we've got to get ahead of this because we see this as not just a marketing issue, but a bigger issue for our brand and our operations. And so that's leading to some more interesting conversations about the impact that digital and social is having on every function within the firm right. on marketing as well. It's really interesting. I, I love the 5 to 50. Uh, it's, I can see that with 5 or 10%. It's, a, it's around the edges. It's in the margin, and you do a little bit more. But to your point, when it's 50%, it really is across the entire organization. And it's interesting to hear you guys talk about digital and social as an executive suite issue as opposed to just a marketing channel. Yeah, and, and I think that this originally – people would have thought of digital as a marketing mix question, where should I put money into digital versus mass media? And yes, that's a part of it, and that's where certainly marketers originally were debating. But now when you have the kind of transparency, interactivity, ability to work with your customers on new kinds of issues – actually deliver customer service through social media channels, it becomes much more pervasive as a topic in the company. Mm. And so that's where we're seeing some of the 
bigger questions that our clients are wrestling with. You guys have done some really interesting things, uh, and recently with the McKinsey Quarterly, the demystifying social media research, and then you hosted a Twitter discussion about senior leaders harnessing social to shape consumer decision-making. Will you share a little bit of some of the biggest reasons that you think executives, especially the non-marketers, are having such a hard time with their investment in social media? Well, I think one thing is that they themselves haven't used it very much. <laughs> and there's certainly still a generational divide where it's surprising to me when we go in and work with executives. One of the first things we do before we actually get together with them is ask them to go online and set up some accounts yeah. and actually experience it themselves in the way in many cases their children have been. And so one thing is just getting comfort with what it is and how it operates second thing is it's often very hard to cleanly measure sales impact per se from social media. And that's what a lot of them are expecting. They're seeing this as yet another channel in a conventional media mix model where, okay, it's social media versus search versus right. TV ads. How do I optimize my model for sales? And the problem is social media is not simply just another channel to drive sales. You can use it for that for some of the things you do, but as the article that we published pointed out, there are many other things that social media can do and that probably an organization is doing that wouldn't be necessarily measured just in terms of sales impact. It could be to get leads. It could be to bring in new intelligence to drive product innovation. It could be to actually execute customer service in a lower-cost way. And so one of the first things that executives have to do about the article is just really understand what social media is all about and then figure out the right kinds of metrics and way of managing it to actually make some serious advances strategically. It's really interesting. And, and you've been really pushing this notion of the consumer decision journey and uh, how it's not linear and it's incredibly iterative. Um, talk a little bit about some of the touch points along that journey um, with respect to an organization gaining competitive advantage. Sure. I, for those who are not familiar with the customer decision journey, we've kind of taken a different view than the conventional funnel, which is very linear, and said that what consumers do is a fairly iterative journey where first they consider whether or not they even want to get involved with a particular category. Do I want to get a new TV? Do I need a new TV at all? Then they start thinking about the brands that they might have, and they do some research. They evaluate it. From that evaluation process, they may decide to buy, both what to buy and where to buy. Afterwards, they experience that product and the service and maybe other things the brand throws at them. They decide whether they want to advocate, and then they decide whether this is a brand they want to continue to do business with and bond. And so along that journey, there's many different opportunities to distinguish yourself. But what we're finding repeatedly through the research is the number one influence on what people buy is what people have bought beforehand. Their experience in a category, with a product, with a brand, the frustrations they may have had with how the brand worked or not knowing how it worked, their satisfaction with the buying process, their sense of whether they got good value for the money, that in many cases as much as 60 to 80 percent 
of the purchase decision is based on your past experience in a category. Well, if that's the case, then instead of just thinking of marketing traditionally, for the most part, in terms of building brand awareness and closing the sale, what we would call the consider and buy phases, that you've got to spend a lot more attention to the experience side, Mm. what actually happens as soon as somebody buys it and all the different things that they go through with your brand and the ways they interact with it, then also whether they're driven to be advocates. And then based on that advocacy, the content that they put out there, when somebody's evaluating brands, what are they seeing? What are they seeing that other people are saying about you? And how are you as a brand manifesting yourself as somebody people should want to do business with? And so what we generally find is that brands move in and out of the process. It's not as though you start with a big number of brands and then you whittle it down. Brands come in and out. Mm -hmm. And when people start considering a category, they may have a couple of brands in mind, but then when they evaluate, more brands come into play as they see what are the other brands people are talking about, or if they go into a store and see what's on the shelves. And so the evaluation process, the experience process, and advocacy is where we actually tell clients to put a lot more emphasis than they ever had before, because that's where a lot more emotion comes into play that can really move the needle. And when you're talking about social media with respect to that, you you guys highlighted, I think it was four key actions that companies can take uh, along that decision journey. What what are some of those? And will you give a couple of examples? Yeah, sure. So the first thing, and most basic, is social media is a fabulous way of listening, of monitoring, as we say. What are people saying? Uh, How are people ranking you compared to others? What is the conversation about? What are the attributes that are associated with your brand and with others? Are there attributes that people are talking about in a category that nobody really is claiming? We did a project for a company in the shampoo business and personal care products, and what was interesting was how much discussion was going on about natural ingredients and the ability to have uh, shampoo that doesn't do damage to colored hair. And there were no brands associated with those discussions. They never mentioned anything. You never saw brand names coming up, but you saw those kinds of keywords being talked about a lot. And that led the client to come out with a new product that went specifically after that space that was quite successful. So, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, just, well, the other um, actions um, that, besides monitoring, are interrupting. When people are talking about you, jumping in, or talking about the category, coming in and actually getting engaged in the conversation. And we're seeing more and more clients setting up command posts. And I think two that have been fairly well promoted are Comcast and Gatorade, where both companies have set up listening posts where they're tracking everything that's being said about their brand online and they're engaging people positively yeah. or negatively right addressing it putting the facts on the table helping people out giving them opportunities to learn about new things the brand is doing and therefore making sure that whatever is being said actually has the facts out there on the table and they're able to get the best learning out of it and then the last two actions is probably what you hear most about is amplifying putting content out there and then expecting 
that if it's good, people are going to spread it around. And a lot of uh, Facebook being in people's feeds is about that, people virally sharing it. And I think that's been very well promoted. And the desire for people to get more earned media through social uh, is a big part of the Facebook valuation. And then the last one, though, is actually leading people into a new kind of relationship with the brand where you might give opportunities for folks to crowdsource new designs um, for a product or innovation and whole new ways to actually create what they want to be with the brand and leading people into different aspects of the relationship. Nike Plus is a wonderful example. You know, it's an old one at this point, but essentially of a social interaction that is leading people to think of Nike and how they're interacting with it in an entirely different way. So listening, monitoring is one. Jumping in, engaging is two. Amplify is three, which to your point is talked about the most. And then fourth one's really interesting about leading into the new relationship, crowdsourcing. And and yeah. I'm we've certainly seen this, but those brands that are most engaged and uh, have the right level of dialogue ongoing in the first three um, are the ones that are going to be given the most license and passion on the fourth one. So they're clearly all connected. They are. The leading goes a step further, though, and says you're creating a platform for people to engage a whole leg of either your business or your online presence that's really designed for people to participate and engage, for them to put content or data in, to see the benefit of that, to see what other people are doing, to share that. So it takes some design. Uh, but it's essentially a, a platform that becomes another aspect overall of your brand. So I'm going back to one of the things you said early on about the um, where it's it's a uh, digital and social is now such an important issue for the executive suite, and one of the first areas is getting them comfortable. Um, because many of them are not engaged. What are some recommendations that you give senior leaders to help? help them and their teams um, both get started but also mitigate the risk. Everybody loves throwing around, oh my gosh, what are we going to say? How do you help an organization start to think about that around social media? Yeah. Well, I think the most important thing to realize is that it's happening whether you're in it or not. People are going to be talking about your category, your brands, your products, and so you better be out there listening. So the first thing is to start getting engaged, get monitoring going. So first off, let's get the data. And there are many tools out there. Um, We have a joint venture with Nielsen called NM Insight that has a suite of tools, but there are others out there, Radiant 6 from Salesforce.com and others still, uh, where you can start literally monitoring what's going on using certain keywords to scan social media sites, who's saying what about your category and your brand, and using that to just get a sense of the main topics and sentiment that's out there. And then I think I advise many clients to get a team together to actually start intercepting conversations to make sure at a minimum the truth is out there. Because what we've seen is the vast majority of negative conversations are often because people don't know the truth. They don't know how to use a product. It may have been a fault of the design of the product or the service, but giving people better information, helping them understand the truth, setting that up, 
is one of the most important things. And so having a small, focused team who's out there and who's engaging with the commentary before you open it up more broadly to the whole company is often a good way to learn what's being said and what are going to be some of the challenges that you have to deal with. Then over time, you can open up training to more employees, setting up more policies about who can actually talk on what kind of behalf of the company. But frankly, it starts with really tight monitoring and getting a team together who's going to engage. It's good stuff. I have several other questions, but right now we're going to take a short commercial break. Please stand by, and we'll be right back with David Edelman and more of the conversation. Market Edge will return in just a moment. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of Internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS, text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm, sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Start your search engine and put your servers into overdrive. It's webmasterradio.fm steering you into the winner's circle. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. We're back with more Market Edge, bringing you the best and brightest voices in digital marketing, only on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Glenn Engler. Welcome back to Market Edge. This is your host, Glenn Engler, and I'm here today with David Edelman, partner and co-leader of McKinsey's Global Digital Marketing Strategy Practice, talking about the digital consumer decision journey. So talk a little bit about some of the differences that you guys have seen either, uh, actually both, one, across different industries, and two, globally, which markets outside of the U.S. seem to be 
um, more effective in this arena? Sure. I think what's interesting in terms of different industries is how for, for many, like pharma, financial services, they've been very slow to get in this game, mostly because the regulatory environment mm-hmm. and compliance issues have just not been sorted out yet. And so there's going to be, I think, more experimentation once some of the rules get clearer, but that's not where we've seen as much leadership. Much more leadership